This is a GRDC podcast. Hi there, I'm Hilary Sims. Australia's canola industry continues to grow from strength to strength, despite the presence of blackleg, a common disease that has the potential to cause more than 90% yield loss. This success story is thanks, in part, to decades of targeted GRDC investment into blackleg management, delivering significant genetic and agronomic advancements to help canola growers reduce the impact of this serious pathogen. Marcroft Grains Pathology Principal, Dr Steve Marcroft, has been at the forefront of this research for nearly 30 years. And he joins me now from a GRDC trial site west of Ballarat in Victoria. Here's Steve. Blackleg is the most serious disease of canola in Australia. If you don't control blackleg, you can't grow canola, like we saw in the early 1970s when canola first came to Australia, it completely wiped out the crop. But over the last 50 years, it's been a remarkable achievement that we've developed resistance in the crop itself. So we've got good blackleg resistance in the crops. There's been a lot of work done in management of the disease, so how to grow crops to avoid the disease. And in more recent times, there's been some fantastic fungicide options. So when you put those three things together, we can grow a really good, healthy crop of canola now, which we couldn't do in the past. And I think, you know, from last year, canola became the second most variable grain crop in Australia. So it's a remarkable achievement over the last 50 years. Absolutely. So, Steve, talk us through a bit more of that history and your involvement in the industry. So when I first started in canola in the early 1990s, that was really when the breeders already got the package together at that point. So they had reasonable cultivars, which were producing good yields, they had the oil quality right, so it was a good product to sell, and they got blackleg resistance so we could grow the crop again. And then over the next sort of five years, going up to the early 2000s, the canola industry really started growing quite quickly at that point. And that's when we saw blackleg really increasing again. Um, and we've been working on blackleg management ever since that time. And research is a big part of that management. So, Steve, we're standing in a trial plot here now that's at that vegetative stage. Uh, and I should note it's June, a time of recording. Uh, can you please describe the purpose of this site and what we're looking at? Yeah, so this is one of the... GRDC disease monitoring trial sites we have around Australia. So there's 32 of these trial sites around Australia. And the idea of these trial sites is all the research that we do in the lab and glasshouse, rather than going straight to the industry with that, we bring it to these trial sites and really try and field test it first. And we also get a lot of regional data because disease is very, very different between you know, Western Australia and South Australia and Victoria, from the high rainfall zone to the low rainfall zone and really different to the production area. So if you're growing canola wheat, canola rotation, where there's a lot of stubble, means you have a lot of disease. Where if you're in a more moderate rainfall zone, you're only growing canola one year and four, there's a lot less stubble obviously and a lot less disease. So we really try and tailor all the packages to be related to individual canola regions. So that's really what these sites are. We really try and field test all the knowledge before it goes to industry. The other thing that we do here is we test all the genetics. So all these different plots are all cultivars based on different major genes and different quantitative resistance. And then at each season or each region, we can actually see how the blackleg is adapting in that region to those cultivars. So you, for instance, you can see on this cultivar here that the blackleg is really on those early leaves there. You can see all the little lesions, the little black dots. The major genes in this cultivar are no longer effective. The blackleg is attacking and getting into the crop. Whereas if you can look at other cultivars here for this one here, this is a whole different resistance gene. And you can see 
This crop here has got exactly the same disease, exactly the same climate, however, it's got no lesions at all. So we can see here that in this particular region, this resistance gene is actually totally effective. And this is really important for the breeders to know what's happening in the field, really know what's happening in different regions, and it's also very important for growers. So if a grower's grown this cultivar for three years and they're getting more and more yield loss, they know they can switch to this one with a different resistance gene and therefore be safe until the same process happens. So this is why it's so important to have these monitoring sites spread right across the canola growing region and keep relaying that information back to the industry. So we call it like trying to stay ahead of the disease because we know it's evolving, we know that it's going to overcome our industry, but as long as we're aware of that and we can keep breeding and selecting and managing the disease, we can stay ahead of it. Absolutely. And as we've spoken about, uh, Blackleg research has been going on for decades and the GRDC has invested more than $15 million uh, since 2008 in research. What have been some of the key achievements over this time? So basically starting with the GRDC investment, the first things we really looked at was the management of the disease. So we knew that Blackleg originates from canola stubble, but as rotations were tightening, we were worried that was really going to destroy the industry again. So there was a lot of work done on the epidemiology of the disease, how the disease moves from paddock to paddock and stubble to stubble. And that's really where we worked out the isolation from last year's canola stubble was really the key to managing the disease, not so much older stubble. In more recent times, as farming systems have changed, people have been sowing into row sowing with satellite-guided tractors. Stubble's been surviving. It's become a bigger issue again. But we've already seen that it's really held true that it's really last year's canola stubble, which is the main inoculum source and disease driver. From a genetic perspective, there's been a lot of funding into breeding for resistance. So we've incorporated different resistance genes from different sources from overseas and finding new ones in Australia and related species, etc. So that's been the major investment. And then I guess in more recent times, there's been big gains made in fungicides. So we've looked at how to use fungicides, when best to use them, and when to best get economic returns from fungicides. Because we know that fungicides always control disease, but disease doesn't always cause yield loss. So it's about economically knowing when to use these practices. And just on the topic of genetics and resistance breeding, uh, this is a significant and ongoing aspect of research. Tell me about the impact this has had for the industry in Australia. Genetic resistance has always been the key to the black leg industry in Australia. So all the seed companies will start with their breeding program looking for black leg resistance. So they're doing crossing, trying to create lots of diversity and then growing canola into canola stubble and selecting plants which survive. And that's an ongoing battle. So one of the things with black leg is it's a sexually reproducing disease. So the genetic diversity in the pathogen is enormous. And as we grow a particular cultivar with a particular resistance genes, the pathogen just adapts to that resistance and overcomes it. So we see it being overcome in two ways. We have major gene resistance, which gives us total protection or immunity to the disease, but it's only a single gene. And when that gets overcome by the pathogen, the plant becomes totally susceptible. But we also have quantitative resistance, which is lots of minor genes with additive effect. And when you add all these genes together, you can get very good resistance. But again, with the pathogen, we see that being eroded over time. So generally we get about three years use out of a good cultivar before we see the black leg adapting to our cultivar and we start losing that resistance. So it's really been a co-evolution between the pathogen and the breeders to keep selecting for resistance, bringing in new resistance, bringing in different combinations of resistance to create the resistance that we've got in our cultivars now. And we're actually in a very good shape at the moment. We've got some good resistant sources, 
The um, processes are working really well and there's been new technologies, et cetera, and the cultivars we have now have got far better resistance than what they did even 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, farmers were routinely taking 10, 20% yield losses to blackleg and most farmers just don't experience that these days. Yeah, right. You must have seen so much exciting change and growth like this over your career so far. Yeah, look, I think the most exciting thing over my career has just been how dramatically things have changed. So when I started, it was 400,000 tonnes of canola. Last year, we were 6 million tonnes of canola. So we've just seen this incredible industry evolve in Australia and all the benefits that's brought to the industry, all the rotation benefits with cereals, et cetera, and pulses. It's just become a really dynamic industry because there's been a lot of money involved, all the private enterprises become involved. We've got all different seed companies, multinationals, chemical companies and they're all bringing together and the amount of work and resources is just growing exponentially and we can see that with the whole industry that we have this major fantastic industry that's already been created by public money 50 years ago that someone saw the potential in the crop gave it a go it got killed by disease but it was picked up by public funding the industry was created and since then it's been like a wildfire it's just really taken off and it really is an exciting industry to work in. That's great to hear. Is it safe to say the future of canola is looking pretty bright? Oh, look, it's extremely bright in Australia, I think. It's one of the other big things I think we've seen is the advent of the hybrid system. So we've seen the yields really improve over the last few years and all the tillage systems into row sowing, etc. Crops are getting sown a lot earlier. They've got the herbicide tolerance um, things coming in. So there's a whole range of technology that has really come together to drive that and it's just fitted in very well with Australian farming systems. But we're doing a great job at keeping up with blackleg at the moment, which is why we're seeing the industry really growing very strongly over the last few years. That was Dr. Steve Marcroft from Marcroft Grains Pathology. More information on this topic can be found in the description box of this podcast or online at grdc.com.au. I'm Hilary Sims, and thanks for listening. Listener.